0: this is the fit fun father podcast with your host michael sobq in the podcast we dive deep into health fitness and the ultimate goal to be the happiest person you can be growing through adverse challenging times to prosper through and take the learnings of the challenges we faced before and after and throughout our lives People, this is an exciting podcast with multitude of fantastic guests, topics, how-tos, everything you need to help improve your life one step at a time. Yo, what's happening, everybody? It is your boy, Mike, with the Fit Fun Father podcast, bringing you another episode of the Fit Fun Father podcast. We're having fun here on a Friday. I hope you guys are enjoying the show so far. This is episode number 22, brought to you by just me, just lonely old me for now. That's cool. That's good. We'll get some sponsors on here later, I promise. Uh, I want to start by saying, guys and girls, guys and girls, if you love the show and you want to help me out, please write a review, leave a comment. Send me a DM, take a snapshot of the episode you're listening to, throw it on your Instagram, Facebook, uh, give some shout outs. Please, 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 please subscribe. It means the world to me. Today my guest is Natasha Evans. Now, if you don't know who Natasha is, well, you've been missing out because this woman is fantastic. Um, she's in her mid-40s. She's in fantastic shape. She is a personal trainer. She's killing it from every direction. She's out there helping people, and I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, For somebody who can relate just based on age, uh, life experience, maybe a little bit, uh, she's an inspiration. She totally is. She's really diving deep into making sure that she is the happiest person she can be and in turn doing so helping um, hundreds if not thousands of other people, and I'm sure as time goes on, that number will only increase. She uh, runs marathons, and she's a, a mom, and she's just has a tremendously busy life, and she juggles all this stuff, um, and it makes her exceptionally happy and it makes her an exceptionally amazing person. So I'm not going to keep going because I want you to listen to the episode. In this episode, I actually sit down with Natasha in the beginning parts of this and I interview her more from a structured question and answer point of view based on my um, entering the fitness world as a a personal trainer. So you guys don't want to miss this episode. And then we just, uh, we talk about life in general and It's just a really, really kick-ass episode, and you guys have to check it out. So a little further ado, here is Natasha Evans. All right, Natasha, how are you? This is podcast number five hundred sixty three
1: thousand six hundred forty. No, I'm just kidding. Okay.
0: Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to ask you a bunch of wonderful questions about your wonderful life as a personal trainer. And I only want the best crisp answers so that I get 100%. Does that make sense? Okay, Okay, I'm just kidding. Okay, so question uno number one, a brief history of your training career. I know it's not the longest, but I want to know a little bit about your training career so far.
1: As to why I came into it or, or where I'm at, having been in it. Just a history of what later. you've done
0: so far. Yeah. So so from day one till now, um, kind of give me just a little rundown of what it's thrown your way so far.
1: Okay. Um, so I qualified just before Christmas last year. Um, got myself a position at the peer gym in Harlow fantastic management team there so give them a pump <laughs> um, and, and a great team as well to be fair um, it's a really nice gym there so picking up lots of knowledge uh, lots of learning I have to take classes there so all of it quite new to me having not really been in a gym environment like that never having participated in gym classes so doing pump to legs bumps tums to spin um, to burnets which is like a hip workout uh, functional um, trying to make it engaging for the gym goers make it fun um, but challenge them as well um, because it's they're all mixed ability classes uh, build a rapport with all the members in the gym which I've thoroughly enjoyed um, takes a while to get to know people obviously when you turn up but just wanting to be a happy, smiley face for those people when they come in and you know, make that difference of asking them how they are um, and being genuinely interested in their progress. Um, so I've been doing that for 10, 11 months now. I coincided uh, training for a London Marathon at the same time, so it was a big ask to do the two things uh, together. Um, but I think, again, Doing that training certainly helped me with a mindset um, for my own career progression, but also um, mentally uh, to understand other struggles for other people, whether that be fitness or general life. Um, And I think for me going into this business, it was really to want to empower people to be the best version of themselves. Um, I genuinely care um, and. I can think of nothing better when I see a client achieve something or see them gain confidence on something they didn't think they could do and then they've just done it.
0: That's an amazing feeling. Yes. <laughs> okay, question number two. They don't get easier, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> what does the tri- – What? What? see, I'm, now I'm speaking from third person here. Okay. What do you attribute much of your – early success to?
1: Um, I think I'll take it from a point of view of what's been said to me, um, because sometimes you you wonder how you actually come across. I think how, it's like they say there's three persons of self um, and how you perhaps feel you are being may not be how you're viewed by others. Um, And you can typically be too hard on yourself, which I am. Um, but from others, um, what I've been told is that I'm passionate, um, that I've shown empathy, and that I look like I genuinely care, and that I am interested in the person as an individual and the goals that they want to achieve.
0: That's that's a fantastic answer Fantastic. How do you attract clients?
1: <laughs> well, I think if we all knew that, <laughs> um, you know, that's like a gold mine, a million dollar question. Um, I think a lot to it is people sell to people. So I think that's the first thing uh, that you need to build up a relationship with someone. Um, I've heard that on other podcasts, and I think I actually heard Chris mention that, um, that you, you know, if you walked up to a stranger, would they want to buy from you probably not um it, people need to get to know you uh they've got to resonate with you and they've got to feel uh that you are interested in them um so for me how do i get clients by speaking to people genuinely trying to offer my health services when i'm on shift um, if i see people um Performing an exercise with incorrect form, I will politely go up and ask if they're open to take a tip. Most people generally are, but you have to overcome the fact that they might even have headphones on, and you know, and they wonder what you're going to be saying to them. But most most of the time, they're genuinely really grateful that you've corrected them um, because they want to know they're doing it the right way. Um, and then from there, obviously, speaking to them. That's where I sort of suggest, would they like to have a taster session so that I could perhaps go through some other form techniques or whether they've got any queries with uh, different exercises. Um, hopefully it goes from there. Otherwise, it's from classes because people have got to know you through your class and they get to know your personality. Um, so I ha- I've had clients come through from, from genuinely correcting them on, on the gym floor and I've had others just through that continual conversation and getting to know them more and more. I have had some that come to me completely cold they haven't known me first, and I have had some referred. So it's a mixture of all.
0: Awesome, awesome. How do you motivate your clients? (laughs) Oh. Yeah, they they get trickier.
1: Yeah. But it's good. I think, yeah, no, I think, um, you don't make the goal too difficult. It's not attainable to start with. So you build them up, you give, um, with every exercise, there'll always be certain levels that you can do. Um, so I'd give them modifications and then each time that we train, I would try to encourage them to do the hard version and then they build their own confidence, um, motivation wise i like to think um they can feel it from me because of my uh genuine interest and because of the things that i'm doing um i think you you have to you have to lead by example i think is the key thing um and if i keep myself motivated um, and I keep pushing myself um, I think they can see that when I'm posting on social media or on my closed Facebook group um, but generally just keeping in 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 tune with them and and tapping in it's not just for that one hour session or those two hour sessions in the gym it's also outside the gym you know a quick message here how you doing Any struggles as I say this time of year people are ill so it's checking in and see how they are and and maybe offering maybe a tip or, or, or advice on something um, to help them because at the end of the day, it's not all just about fitness. It's the whole package.
0: That was my next question is how do you help clients adhere to their programs? Well, you've kind of answered that in the same sense with check-ins and and things like that. Anything additional you want to add to that?
1: I think it's it's quite a difficult one because – as I say, if you train them one hour a week, there's 168 hours in, in that week. Um, you can't legislate for their busy schedule, what else they may or may not do. But I think it depends what stage the client's at. Um, so if if someone's further down the line, then they may be at the stage where they want to be held more accountable to certain food choices or um, workout regimes but I think if you're starting out with a new client it's not giving them too many things to have to think about like, so I'd suggest one particular change to work on a week so that they know that they can achieve it then they can feel confident that they've got that in the bag and then they build on it and we all know that success isn't something um, rocket science based it is just simple steps done consistently every day
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Here's a, I like this question. Okay. What type of clients um, do you find the most challenging? Now this can be gender, age, income, profession, physical activity, relationship status, education level, anything. What is, what would be the one group that's the most difficult or a specific type of uh, client that would be the most challenging and why?
1: Um, Well, I haven't obviously been in it that long to have had a huge number of clients to know, you know, down to who would be most difficult. Um, I think you gravitate gravitate to people or people gravitate to you if you are a similar type of person. So I think in that respect, um, you'll have um, maybe an easier relationship because that connection or empathy, that understanding is there from the get go. Um, so if someone's a complete different personality type to you, then I think that is going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, but I'm going to throw one in here. that's quite funny. Who is the most difficult and they say, don't they in film, never, never to work with children or animals, personal training, <laughs> don't train family <laughs> who would be the most difficult, your family members because they won't listen to you.
0: hundred percent. Yeah. I know that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my husband they, will, will hate me for saying that.
0: <laughs> it's true though they won't. now oh.
1: yeah, my husband Man. my husband has listened, he has listened, but he also I think they they're less committed because they know you're always there.:
0: Yes, that's right. you're there in a different capacity than the personal yeah. trainer, so awesome um and then obviously the the easiest to work with would be those that gravitate towards your personality kind of you kind of answered it unless you're you're something different
1: i think so um and and not being in it for so long um i'm still learning to see who who is or or what is the best niche for me in this business um but i think um it does tend to be more female based. Uh that's not to say that I wouldn't train men, but it does seem to be more female. And bearing in mind my age, I typically thought I'd have more women of my age group or mums that would want to train, but actually I'm training more uh, I'd say females in their 30s. Actually.
0: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. This one's fairly easy. I might know the answer to this, but it could be different in the actual gym environment. So what is your referral network and how did you develop it?
1: Mine personally.
0: And do you have a referral network?
1: There isn't, there isn't one in the gym per se. I think if, if um, people do contact the gym directly, uh, then it gets filtered down through the management and they will look at what that, person is after and align them to the most suitable coach, obviously, because there's, there's um, 10 or 11 of us in the gym. So it depends on what those goals are. Otherwise, um, no. Referral, I need to actually set up a referral program and uh, push that out to my existing clients. I haven't done that yet. Cool.
0: All right. Oh, this one, the, this is the good question. What advice do you have for somebody just entering the industry <laughs> like me? <laughs> what advice do you have for old Mike here?
1: Um, it's not easy, but I think if you have a genuine, uh, if, you, if you're coming into the industry for the right reasons, I think. And I think it's again, something that Chris said, if your heart is pure and your intention is clear and you don't give up every time you get knocked down, you get back up, eventually you will make it. And after you make it, the money will come. I'm not at that stage yet. (laughs) I've definitely had a lot of the knockdowns, and definitely having to get back up. Um, My point of coming into this wasn't financial. But obviously I don't want to pay my bills. I think I heard on your podcast, you said like, if you didn't need to earn the money. You do it for free. And I, I'm the same. I, you know, I don't, I love, I love going there. I, you know, I've given so many hours over this last 10, 11 months, um, you know, but I love every second of it. Well, yeah, just not every second. <laughs> Doing the cleaning jobs aren't, aren't fun. But they are useful sometimes, actually, for um, engaging with people. Standing there with, with a cloth in your hand can, can be like a bit of a prop that can be yeah. a So, you know, cleaning something and then genuinely asking. It takes a lot of hurdles to overcome to have to be comfortable with sparking up conversation with people. And then there's so many layers. So I think everything layers up and you've got to constantly push yourself out of comfort zone and then keep building and layering and layering so a bit like school where you learn one thing then you come back revisit build on it one thing and at the stage where now i don't find it uncomfortable sometimes i do but i don't have a problem going up to people to talk to them but then dan put um um, (laughs) a challenge in there i don't want you to talk to anyone and give them a tip or advice or you know support unless you're going to book them in for a taster session (laughs) so (laughs) that was like the next level and i did actually do it the other day uh to to one lady and um, i wasn't i didn't get a completely booked in but i'm getting there layering up layering up um and then one of my classes on tuesday i did actually book a lady in for tomorrow
0: that's fantastic. Whether she turns
1: up, though, we'll, we'll see. I'll chase that today.
0: So it's going to suck. No, I, I think I like that because that's when I was deciding to do this for a living. I thought, what is the one thing that I'm willing to do for free all day long, every day? And that this was definitely it. Because I, I found myself doing not with, the obviously, the amount of knowledge that I'm going to re- be required to know. But just from what I, what I understood, I was already helping people, you know, in my mm. w- previous work environment and got a lot of got more satisfaction out of that than I did the actual job I was at. So, yeah, no, I would do it for free for sure. The money will run <laughs> out. So uh, there's a point where I'm going to be like, no, you need to pay me because I need to pay the bills. Yeah, you know?
1: it's it is tough. It, you know, I mean, I'm struggling and have been with that for the last yeah, but you know, I've been told many a time it's a numbers game, and I'm doing everything right, and you know, and I'm pushing through. And, and the thing is, I just can't give up. I've just got to keep going. Um, it's starting to trickle a little bit through, but not, you know, nothing to speak of for the for how hard I've worked. But then you start, you do any startup. Are you going to earn any money when you start a business? No, you're not. You know, are you going to invest a lot? Yes. Are you going to possibly lose it? all oh, yes. I mean. It is no different, it's just that sometimes it gets, um, you do get a lot of uh, external pressure in places because it's not typical, you're given so much of your time. Is it a real business? Is it, you know, it's, you know, sometimes are you just playing?
0: Because it's
1: fitness, you you get a lot of comments like that. I've had to deal with that.
0: I think we're at the beginning of something insane in the next 10 to 20 years I really do I really think that we are we're getting ourselves into something I think really good and something overwhelming because people just aren't getting healthier they're we're getting society wise we're getting worse and worse and worse and worse and at some point we're going to hit a wall so hopefully we can help.
1: Yeah. I mean, and the point for me, I mean, obviously you're a little bit younger than me, but uh, 45 for me last year um, with my husband having had cancer, uh, it had an impact on me. And I don't know, it just seemed like a real, I don't know, midlife crisis, you know, 45. Okay. I want to live at least until I'm 90. That's half of my life gone. And then it's like, Oh my God. And it just wakes you up a little bit and go, what have I done? Uh, and obviously I've, I've got married, I've done, you know, I've, I've earned well in previous uh, careers and raised a family, but in essence of actually finally doing something that I genuinely believe that I've been put on this planet for, I've only just figured that out now. And yeah. um, if I want to be fit and healthy at 90, then why not help others along the way? And, and I think you've got to have that mindset. You've got to not think that age is a number and that you're going to be decrepit or that, you, you know, people, oh, you know, and I, and I get that as so, well. Oh, you're doing a bit too much. And, you know, you're not you're not as young as, because I'm, I'm old enough to be all their mums in the, in the gym, all of the trainers. So, you yeah, know, you're not as young as, you know, it's going to do you in. And obviously then when I am tired, I'm thinking, can't show it, can't show it. <laughs> yeah. But... I don't know, you, you, you've you got something else. You've got wisdom, you've got knowledge, you've got stamina, you've got so many other things. You can, you've you got life experience you can bring to the party as a personal trainer. And something my manager said, you know, at the end of the day, the people that you're training, even if you're only at this stage, you're still one, two, ten steps ahead of them if they've never been in a gym before. Or they haven't, you know, because you, you feel it is imposter syndrome a little bit because you, you don't feel that you know enough. And that's one of my biggest uh downfalls you know of feeling lack of confidence and of of expertise and knowledge and yet how I come across doesn't apparently from what people have said back to me I don't you know it doesn't show that but that's how I feel um but if you if you just remember that and, and I've had some really good advice given to me one PT she said just just act like a mum just be a mum just be you and be a mum and I was like, oh, it's okay. so just stop worrying about being a PT. Stop having that label. Stop letting that scare you. Just be a mum. You yeah. know what to do. You know, and just connect. And, you know, That's and that right. was that was really, really helpful um, because you can get so caught up in it that you can almost buy yourself in a lot.
0: Yeah, because it really, you know, like the formal systems that you have to follow mm. aren't going to change from personality to personality. So it's just a matter of you being who you are. And connecting with that client is, that's, that's going to make you. And and that's, and that's the biggest thing is being aware of that. And it's like anything we, we, we go through, I think in life where, you know, we're hard on ourselves, you know, we're hard on our own body, you know, like, oh shit, I look like, you know, I could get in better shape. And then people look at me like, what are you nuts? Like you're in amazing shape. And then I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, like. Mm. So it's. I think it's the same thing with anything we do, and especially, especially the things we're passionate about, we're even harder on think, ourselves with that. I
1: think. Do you know what I said to my? I think the, my manager spoke to me, and um, and she said something, and uh, he, I can get quite emotional about it because it means so much to me. Um, and I and I said to her, it's because I care. That's why I worry so much. Because yeah. I care. And she said, but that already puts you in the top 5% straight away just by what you've said. Yeah. She said, then let alone your experience, then, you know, your, your diligence, your conscientiousness, your empathy, you know, and that's not even taking into account anything you've learned. And again, I think then telling you that you've got, oh, 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 okay. I, you know, I do really that many people out there that don't then. Because obviously in this group, we're all, you know, really, really passionate and, and genuinely care, but there obviously are trainers out there just for the money and yeah, don't care. And so, we're all human
0: beings. Boy, I had a weekend. Yeah. I had sh- I shut everything off. I had to take a break. I had to, I had to shut the WhatsApp down. <laughs> okay, yeah,
1: I know. it does ping a lot.
0: <laughs> it is. It's a little overwhelming, but that's okay. We all need a little reset. Um. Okay. So next question. Um, what do you feel, uh, somebody just entering the industry industry should always do? So then the question after that is going to be, what should you never do? So brand new PT walking in, what should I always do? And this could be a redundant question. Something we've already kind of run over. And then what is something that you should never do?
1: Uh, one thing you should always do is get a physical activity readiness questionnaire filled out by your client before you commence training with them, so that you are covered. You obviously you're um, insured, um, and that by them signing that they're, saying they're they've signed the waiver that they're fit to train. Um, so anything that should happen, obviously you, you hope that nothing ever does. But say there was a twist their ankle or something. Uh, then, then you are actually covered. So you must always do that first um, requirement. And then that would be one of the biggest things. Um, you know, I don't know if that's what you in what line you meant.
0: Yeah. No, that's first thing that comes to mind. I want to. I want that exact answer because that's you know you say that and that we learn. We spend a week on this, like documentations, park queues, assessments, you know things like that, which is super important because I know for me. This is going to be something that's so, so important. And I know wherever I work, you know, you know, the ultimate goal is to work on for myself. But I think for the first couple of years, I'm just going to, you know, enter the gym world, uh, try and just get my feet wet. And I am I can be so energetic and rambunctious that I will like as soon as I connect with you, I'm like, let's go. Come on. And then I'll forget about all the formalities of of what I have to do. So I have to kind of train myself to do that. So that's good. I like that. What should we never do?
1: Um, I'll make it a bit more general. Never make assumptions on an individual. Um, I think that's happened in, in you thinking that in trying to get clients, don't ever assume you know, that, that that person is going to come and work for you or work with you or that that type of person wouldn't train with you um you know because that, that that's something i've learned um just by talking to absolutely everyone in the gym you don't know who you, you could think well i'm i'm not gonna uh gravitate towards you know a young girl because she's you know not got finances to train um you know won't bother talking but i do talk to everyone and i've had uh, uh school age uh, uh clients that, that have paid for sessions Um and that was a big opener to think, oh, don't ever assume that someone wouldn't want um, PT. Um, so always talk to everyone.
0: Awesome. And the last question, something that we touched on. So um, we went through an article. Uh, I sent you the, the article last week. Really brief, um, based on a study in Boston where they took 59 middle-aged uh, men and women, and uh, as a an attempt to uh, promote health, uh, they they conducted a study um, on how walking affects sleep. Um, through the the summary of the study, it shows that people who are active to upwards of seven thousand steps per day actually got better sleep. This was done not over just over a couple months, but it wasn't just Studied uh, on a broad spectrum over the months, but it was actually individually throughout the day. They found that if somebody walked the 7,000 steps in a day, they actually got better sleep that particular night. So a little bit of a correlation between sleep and um, our activity or walking. What are your your thoughts on that?
1: Well, first of all, I think it's a bit of a (laughs) no-brainer. Fresh air obviously is good uh, for the mind and body. Um, it's a massive de-stressor which is really important and if you're out going for a walk and you are taking normal breaths, not short breaths um, taking in your surroundings then you are bringing your cortisol levels uh, cortisol levels down if you're going to be calmer then you're more than likely to have cleared your mind to get a better night's sleep so that would be one angle of it and the other angle, obviously, physical activity is good for the heart, it's good for all of the body systems. So, naturally, um, it's going to increase blood flow. Um, obviously, getting the muscles moving, um, and naturally, you're going to then feel more tired because you're doing more neat, non energy um, activity. Oh, activity thermogenesis. It's about a mouthful. So, by increasing that, uh, day-to-day, um, you're going to feel more fatigued than being
0: sedentary. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> you did fantastic. Thank you very much for helping with all these wonderful okay. questions as a personal trainer. <laughs> In closing, any closing thoughts on your starting career as a personal trainer and where you want to go? Where What's the... I'm never going to say end result because it's always constantly changing, but let's say uh, give me the next five years.
1: I think I've only barely touched my toe into the water. I think there is so much to learn um, and that I want to learn. Um, I think I'd like to to delve deeper into nutrition at some point as well to take a, a qualification on that level four potentially. Um, I'm really big on the mindset because I think if if that that has to come first um, you you have to have the right mindset to do anything um, including fitness. So I think it's really important especially with mental health another thing I've understood in gym a lot more people than I ever realized suffer with mental health and and how exercise is so important for that so I think um, from from those angles, I'd like to progress further. Um, obviously, I'd like to still um, PT. Whether that is that I do transition to online, so I could reach more people. But going further down the line, I think I'd like to just keep on learning. So whether that's you know studying further, um, in in some ways, I think I'd like to speak more. Um, I'd like to empower others if they're lacking in confidence, self-esteem um self-belief um because i'm not going to stop pushing um, even though i struggle with those things myself um, each time i push then i'm able to impart another piece of wisdom to someone else and tell them to keep going and and i spoke to to one of my clients and and she was inspired by seeing what I'm doing. And that makes her want to do more. And I think that's what you you just, you surround yourself with great people, which is really important. And that pushes you to be better. And then hopefully you can pull people along yourself. So I don't actually know where I think I want to be because I'm sort of leaving it a little bit to, to say about the universe and things, whether people believe in that or not, but I sort of do. Um, I think if you're put in the right places in step, uh, in, in place, um, and you keep going, I think doors and, and opportunities will open up for you. Um, I'll give you a case in point. When I wanted to do the marathon, I'd had a, an idea. It took three years for me because of uh, an ankle issue to and, and belief to think that I actually could do it because it was, to me at the time, was like climbing Mount Everest, so it took a three-year plan for me to do that and I actually applied for Brighton um, on that third year because I decided right well that is the year i.e. this year that I'm going to do the marathon. Um, I applied for London Marathon for the last three years prior and have been rejected and then on that year I got the Marathon ballot place. Now not only did I get the ballot place as I said to you I was 45 last year and I said how I had made that decision. I want to be fit and well at 90. My number for my marathon was 4590. Now,
0: no way. Wow. That's cool. Uh,
1: so I do strongly believe in that, that if you are pushing the right way, things will open up for you. Don't, don't try to be too regimented on where you actually want to go um, as long as you are going forward. Because I don't know, you might move in something completely different. I, I, I still think that there's something I can give more, um, but in what, I don't know. But I'd like to keep on progressing, going up and up and up. I'm not changing, that's one thing. Even if I am finding it tough tough at times, um, I think you suck that up and, and that's going to make you a better person or a better trainer or a better coach. I don't know. Uh, all of those things, as I think, again, Chris said, you know the the, the tough times and the things that still you um for when it is good um you've got that full round of experience,
0: yeah, I always like to say i don't i like to say I don't know, I know the direction I want to go in, but it's the I am a big believer in the universe too. I think it's uh when you present yourself in a certain way, it opens up a whole bunch of new doors um and that could just be you know our perception on things but you know um i look well, we're able- both
1: here now yeah. right and yeah. you know isn't that a door that's been opened and yeah. not just us speaking but being on the mastermind to me that's a door that's been opened sure.
0: yeah 100% resist
1: things which i did but <laughs> and you go back
0: with- and you look at the steps leading up and up to those i do this all the time i l- i look at the steps of like okay I was here. Then I, you know, a week went by, did this, I did this. Oh, and you know, and then I look back and then I'm going like literally 20. So I've got 20 recorded podcast episodes. This will be, Uh, I don't know when I'm going to air it because I have to. Anyway, this will be 21. And then I have 22 on to, like, and it, when I got into this, I, I never thought for one second, this would be something that I would do and it just happened and I embrace it where maybe in the past it would just would have been something that I didn't really think too much about, but very, very interesting. Okay. This this is something that I ask everybody at the end of all of my podcasts, because it's a very, it's interesting to me as to happiness is, is an emotion that we all have I mean the goal to be happy is not being happy all the time we have to go through all types of adversity and emotion what centers you what gives you the motivation to move in the direction that you're moving that that complete life balance
1: I think if you come from a place of gratitude um I think you can't go far wrong and what I try to do, as I said, is listen, you surround yourself with great people. So whether that's listening to people on YouTube, um, whether that's um, people in the network, whether that's who you work with, aspiring people, people that are gonna bring you up, but to have that level of gratitude um, and truly believe it. Um, I think like, Oprah Winfrey's a, a fantastic individual that, She's, she's got a great book that I said, um, what I know for sure and um, small little snippets in there. And and she talks about gratitude. And I think you can get very complacent about things in life. Um, and don't realise how lucky you are until you actually drill down and think about you know, you've got a roof over your head, you know, you've got your family. It's only when you have... Really tough times when when illness strikes a family, um, but then you realise how lucky you are, um, and I think you've got to be grateful for everything. And I write a journal daily, and I put three points of gratitude in there, whether I do that first thing in the morning or whether I do that last thing at night. Um, and one of those is to be grateful for my body. <laughs> to be grateful that um, I'm here and it's working. Um, what it has been what it is and what it will be but not to get too drawn into the future and try to be a little bit more present um and i think that's where you can find true happiness because if you're already always in the past um you won't find happiness there you're you're you're, you can reminisce but it's gone and if you're always looking to the future, then you're going to be anxious. Um, you've got to try and get that moment of being present. And I am um, I am really enjoying where I am now, although there's lots of other things. And I just think I feel truly, I feel really happy and blessed when, when, when I see I've made a difference to someone's life. Um, and I, one of those points was um, I posted a Instagram uh, video out of my comfort zone to do it Um, not something that I wanted to do but forced myself to do it and then I got a message back uh, from my niece in Australia who said that it was really inspiring and if it's not about reaching thousands of people if that message touched one person which it did then it was worth doing it and
0: that 100%. makes me happy. Yeah, 100%. I know the feeling. It's amazing. You know, I uh, th- listening to that that question I've already in my I've already formulated that you and I need to completely do a separate podcast and we're going to you and I're going to dive into a little bit more the deep the deep rooted stuff. I think it would be an amazing episode. You, you 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 take me up on that offer or what?
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been a fantastic episode. I appreciate uh, Natasha you coming on and helping me obviously with my, my questions and uh, getting to know you a little bit better uh, as a person and as a personal trainer. So it's been awesome. Thank you very much. And with that, we are all wrapped up. Yo, did you guys enjoy that as much as I did? I hope so. Cause that was fantastic. I had a great time uh, sitting down and chatting with Natasha. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We got plenty more coming where that came from. We got some crazy guests coming up. I can't tell you who, though. Not yet. Maybe. No. I'm going to leave that a secret for now. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Again, uh, if you resonate with myself or Natasha looking for some online coaching, some advice, a question, you can find us both on Instagram. Um, I will put the contact information in the show notes, as well as the information. Yeah, I just said that. Just can't. Just it'll be there. Just go down and click. Go. No, no. Go. Go down there. There you go. Click right there. Super important. Facebook page. Like-minded people. Click. Click clickety-click, get in there. It's free. It's absolutely free. And you can get in there and you can chat with other people who are in the same position you are or maybe you're a little bit ahead, a little bit behind. Um, It's all about support. I say support consistency are the two most important words with anything you do in life. You have to be consistent and you need support. That's all I got to say. If you love the job, if you love the job, well, if you, I love my job, If you love the podcast, please, I'm on Patreon as well. You can go there, get a little something, something, you help with the show. Every bit of that goes towards the podcast. So without further ado, that's what I usually say at the intro, carry on with your day and have a wonderful one and we'll see you on the next one.